go. Sit back, relax for your edumacation. Hakuna and Orifice are the new sensation. Saying dumb shit and talking queer media. Famous on Tyler Perry social media. Just a couple of gem girls and we say what we please. Welcome to our world, the immortal frenemies. Hello and welcome to Gem Girls Podcast 2.0, The Immortal Frenemies, the podcast that many critics say puts the whole in holy. And this is, you know, obviously mainly because of Orifice Jones gaping Orifice. Well played, that's true. Um, <laughs> anyway, since it's been a hot while since either of us has been to church, and we, of course, fear eternal damnation so i haven't I, mean, I haven't been to church in a while but i really do take the children to church you know what i mean <laughs> oh take us to church <laughs> exactly Bravo. exactly i do that regularly yeah, yeah yeah how do you take them to church though like what do you do you know your... my thing <laughs> yeah okay fair enough mm-hmm. i mean yeah i've been there i've been there with you i've been there um <laughs> Wonderful enabling. Wonderful I enabling. I, I was taken where I needed to go. Exactly. Yes, it was go maybe. Off, yeah. Exactly. You. I've. You're right. It's a go off sis anyway, moment, which is essentially like going to church. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, like I said, it's been a hot while since either of us has gone to church, and we fear eternal damnation. Which you know, I mean, I think it's pretty much guaranteed for us at this point mm-hmm. that we're going to hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we have decided to praise the Lord and consume Catholic propaganda this week. <laughs> To atone for our sins. That's what it is. It's true. You can't convince me otherwise. It's, it's what it is. And the only Lord that we I was really praising throughout this movie was the Lord of Eyeballs, who I'm going to say was curiously absent. <laughs> he was absent. I didn't see a lot of eyes. Me like, neither. not any more than normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We haven't even told them what we're talking about yet. Yeah, yeah. So, um, if... Catholic propaganda wasn't enough of a clue. Um, you know, you're dumb. But you guessed it. If you were right, we're talking about Whoopi Goldberg, a.k.a. the patron saint of no eyebrows, True. in the seminal 1992 classic Sister Act. If you didn't already know, I'm Hakuna Matitis, and a holy trinity is what I call three giant dildos up my butt. Wow. That's like sacrilege as fuck. <laughs> But it's hot. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, and I'm Orphus Jones, and my favorite cardio is walking with the Lord, <laughs> because I'm a hashtag good person. And then also, in some alleyways, I get in my knees for the Lord, and take his body right up my throat. Anyways, uh, wow. getting Whoa. back to the sister act of it all, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg, all oh, the gall of this woman, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg stars as Dolores Van Cartier, made up name, I'm sure. A struggling yeah, nightclub. Like a stripper name. It is a stripper name. So you're describing her as a strike struggling nightclub singer. Disney Plus describes her as a low rent lounge singer, which I think is <laughs> devastating. Uh, in Reno, who has been having an affair with a mobster, Vince, played by Harvey Keitel. I didn't know who Harvey Keitel was, but now I do. Isn't it Harvey Keitel? Is I only know the name from uh, Community. Because I think Britta says something to the effect of, how can you tell, Harvey Keitel? <laughs> but maybe it is Keto. I don't know. I don't know, but he was in Reservoir Dogs, Taxi, Pulp Fiction, The he, Piano. He's in a lot of movies. I just never really knew what his name yeah. was. Yeah. I know his, I know him as Italian mobster actor. <laughs> Which we gotta discuss the depiction of Italians in this movie. It's... I mean, there are some good moments and there are some great moments. Anyways, um, when things go sideways for our girl Dolores Von Cartier, uh, or yeah, things go sideways, when, things go sideways when, that's how you would read that, uh, Dolores sees Vince and his goons, he's got a goon squad, uh, whack some guy, and now Vince, he wants to whack Dolores. Um, yeah, a lot of whacking. A lot of whacking. <laughs> Very little whacking off, though, because... <laughs> Dolores runs to the cops, who then tell her to go to a uh, fucking uh, cloister. Convent. Convent, cloister. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. Literally for some reason. <laughs> we'll also get into that. And there she disguises herself as a nun named Sister Mary Clarence, who I will be referring to exclusively as Sister Mary Claire from here on out. Uh, with her spunk and acumen and semen for her showbiz, Dolores... <laughs> transforms the convent's choir into a sensational 
sister act, and in mm-hmm. the process learns something about herself and makes meaningful friendships along the way, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and if that wasn't the cherry on top of this uh, divine pie, on top of everything, the Catholic Church ends up looking pretty fucking fresh, fu- fresh and funky, um, which truly is the most unbelievable part of this whole movie. And this, it does get displayed in one specific scene, which we'll get to. Um, nevertheless, Whoopi Goldbrew, why can't I say her name? Goldbrew. <laughs> Whoopi Goldbrew. <laughs> Whoopi so non-fat skin milk latte cold brew. Anyways, uh, her infiltrating the Catholic Church is the best thing ever. And I don't really know who came up with this idea. But, I mean, maybe not. Maybe an Oscar is too high an honor, honor of their... Maybe an Oscar is too high an honor for them. But perhaps a Pulitzer or perhaps a Nobel Peace Prize for their, I don't know, revolutionary, groundbreaking work. Yeah. It's a um, good idea. We... It's 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 amazing. It's when once you see it on your screen as you're like, oh my god! Hey, you didn't know you didn't know how much you needed it on your screen as. <laughs> right. It's true. It's so good, and I just want to see it over and over and over again. I want to be Whoopi. I want to be in that choir. Yeah, you really do um, want to be in that choir. It's true. Um, but anyways, uh, who yeah, yeah who made this actually, movie? Who made this movie? Yeah, yeah. So we do actually know who. Who made this movie, you dumb bitch. Whoa, okay. Um, <laughs> aggressive much? I know, I know, I know. I thought I could take it there. Since we're a mortal frenemy. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, so this movie was directed by Emile Ardolino, who, like, I don't know who the fuck that yeah, guy was. Yeah, I don't know Ardolino. But... Apparently, he also directed the motherfucking classic Dirty Dancing, which I'm Quazy for Patrick Swayze. Yeah, so like, Ardolino, you better do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ardolino, don't never leave, <laughs> Well, it would be Ardolino, me hanging, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's good, that's good. Pretty good, pretty meal. good. Yeah. Meal. Yeah. Meal. <laughs> our Dean, uh, fuck it, our no, she better don't. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Our, yeah, our don't you even, <laughs> don't you even bother, honey, Lino. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway, and this movie was um, written by Paul Rudnicks, aka Paul, not Paul Rudd Rudnick. <laughs> Great. He is known as that's true. However, we can't really give Paul full credit for the masterful writing. Apparently, the script was rewritten by half a dozen screenwriters, such as Carrie Fisher from oh, Star Wars, interesting. Uh, Robert Harling, and Nancy Myers, whoever the fuck they are. Um, and because the final screenplay no longer resembled his original work, Paul, not Rudd, Rudnick. decided to <laughs> Rudnick decided to use his pseudonym Joseph Howard. Oh, double first name <laughs> alert! Which is obviously his evil alias because, <laughs> yeah, double first name alert. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's probably all for the best that Paul didn't get his way since apparently he had Bette Midler in mind for the role of Dolores. Oh, no. Who would not have been able to serve what Whoopi was serving. Yeah, it would have been a very different movie if a white woman played the lead. For sure. And, I mean, why was Whoopi the only black woman around? I, I don't know. I, know. I was like, there was like maybe one half Puerto Rican nun. Right. Maybe. The one with the mouth, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> No, but did she say something in one of the numbers? I don't think she ever had a solo, but, like, I swear, like, when you look at her mouth, it's like, maybe she has some, some sort of, like, you know, Latin-speaking background. background. Mm, okay, I see what you mean. Like, how the French have, like, a pursed, like, pinched lip type thing? Yeah, but, like, more, like, Central American. Right. I got it. I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Yeah, but, right. Anyways. I mean, I trust... She wasn't the only... Like, black woman in the movie, but, like, she was the only... I felt it was very racially segregated in how they represented different races. Oh, 1,000%. Like, the Italians mobs. are the mobsters. Like, the black women are the lounge singers and, like, the the mistresses. And the white people are the nuns. 
Exactly. And then all the people on the street were people of color. Yeah, it's and true. And this weird black cop who's, like, obsessed with the church. Dude, That's... this... Like, I have to... Yeah, <laughs> I have some things to say about the cop whose name I cannot remember. Yeah, lieutenant something. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Bet turned down the role and Whoopi was cast. And this movie also stars Kathy... Najimi? Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was Najimi, but I could be wrong. I might be, like, you know, making it sound sexier than it is. (laughs) Anyway, she played, she also played Peter's mom, Carol, in 2021's Gay Christmas Classics. It's like, okay, yes, she did appear in that movie and she was fantastic, but, like, really? You're crediting that as the movie? (laughs) It's so, because I was like, who the fuck is that? And then I was like, oh, I remember Hocus Pocus as well. She's in so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never seen Hocus Pocus. That's fucked up. It's a gay Halloween cassock. Cassock is yeah. what I said. It's a cassock. And Bette Miller was Midler was. In and that. Sarah Jessica Footface Parker. <laughs> Thank God no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> we're, fucking, we're fucking ruthless. Um, that's a really like that's a deep cut Family Guy reference because they. He, Peter says at one point of like, you know, they put Sarah Jessica Parker on magazines and her face looks like a foot. And I was like, I never, I was never unable to see it. I was not, from then on, I couldn't not see her face and not see a foot. Right. You weren't able to unsee I, her foot face. Yeah, I couldn't unfootify her face. <laughs> anyway, and there is also Maggie Smith as a humorless yet amusingly cunty mother superior. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other tricks I've never heard of in my life. Yeah, and some, like, mousy, like, ginger type, whatever her name was. Yeah, the singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss, Miss, uh, Quiet Mouse. Sister Quiet Mouse. Yeah, Quiet Mouse. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, now with that long-ass intro over, because we were talking for 11 minutes. Oh, wow. What movie Um, are we talking about? (laughs) Have we already talked about Sister Act now? I think we're talking about Hocus Pocus oh, now. Oh, perfect. But <laughs> I love but that yeah, movie. Let's get into- <laughs> also, so I was re-listening to uh, Squirtine going on Squirty, and I really do think we should make our podcast, or we just make a new podcast called the Wendy Williams Power Hour, and we just talk about old episodes of Wendy Williams. I think it's a hilarious concept. We should <laughs> Yeah, it is a pretty good concept. <laughs> anyway, let's get through. Let's get through. Let's get through Sister Act first. Um, where do you Where do you want to start? You want to start at the opening scene where she's at the, the club. Um. Oh no! Actually, the yeah, opening I, scene is actually a flashback, and I yes. forgot about this part of the movie. And listen, Sister Act, I've seen many a time. My mom loves this movie. Um, <laughs> she called me during my watch yesterday and she was like oh what are you doing i was like oh i'm watching sister act she's like oh sister act that's such a good show um she ex- <laughs> she refuses not to re- she refuses to refer to movies as movies but just calls everything on a screen as a show um but uh, yeah she she loves sister act and yeah i grew up with it it's a good movie um yeah honestly i don't think i've ever finished it for whatever reason i don't think i have ever like, I just, there were so many things that I did not remember, or did not recall to the point where I was like, did I ever watch this movie? And what a grievous offense. Like, my parents didn't raise me right. Yeah, they really, they done fucked up, it's true. Uh, this is a seminal 90s classic. I'm gonna say up there in Whoopi's career with Ghost. Um, <laughs> name me a better Whoopi movie than Sister Act that's not Ghost. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing. Yeah. It was either Sister Act or Ghost for me. Exactly. But regardless, so we open to, the opening scene is basically like a flashback of her as a child in Catholic school. Right, and this is the part that I truly didn't remember, because I remembered literally everything else about the movie, but it was this part where I was like, oh, I actually don't know if I've seen this scene before, or don't remember seeing this scene. Um. Yeah, and... She was just, like, kind of a class clown, didn't really take Catholicism seriously, like, fucked around with, with the names of the apostles. Which also, like, the n- naming all 12 of the apostles, I don't even think I could do it. Yeah. Bitch was, like, John, Paul, Peter, and Ringo. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, like, which John is pretty pa- funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. John and Paul, right, are, like, correct. 
And I feel like if you just say, like, John, Paul, Matthew, Henry, uh, you know, there's um, uh, the other Luke, the two Lukes. I actually mm-hmm. don't even know if there's how many. I, I don't know the names of the apostles. <laughs> it's what I'm saying. Five Lukes. <laughs> you know, you got the six Luke Lukes. Two. George Foreman, one. <laughs> George Foreman. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the nun basically tells her she's going to go to hell. Right. No, no, no. She um, says, like, you know what happens to, like, you know, little girls like you who, you know, fuck around with the Lord? And what they become are morally... Low yeah, low red lounge singers <laughs> with a <laughs> ambiguous moral compass. Yes. At least at the start. Um, because, at least at the start. Yeah. So, at least at the start, and the Catholic Church changes her... For the better, obviously, Catholic propaganda. It's true. But before we get ahead of ourselves, she is involved with this mobster, Vince, who seems to also, like, run the show that she performs in. Yeah, I got the impression... the casino as well. Yeah, I got the impression he owned the establishment. Yeah. And he's... I'm and imagining she, he's using it for money laundering purposes for his uh, mobster ways. Yes. See, as and, an Italian, uh, I understand these operations, but go ahead. <laughs> we have an intrinsic yeah, ability I, I for surprised. crime. You I know that's true. I was surprised when I learned that you were a journalist. Like, I thought, okay, Michael, he's Italian. Orifice is Italian. He's definitely, you know, into organized crime. Well, or in, it's in waste management. Wait, well, the thing waste. is, so, um, because Italians were so crafty at our crime, I'm really just like, uh, like a deep... Not a deep fake, but I'm like I'm working for the for the mob, but like hashtag undercover slash slanting the narrative, not reporting on certain stories, giving tips to like change the coverage in different ways. You know why you haven't heard about like you know someone getting killed by the mob in a long period of time? Mm. Mm? There's a dust up. Someone's covering it up. Yeah, someone's covering it up, and it, yeah. I mean, it's not just me. It's all the evil gays in journalism. Because <laughs> evil gays, as Italians all know, easily swayed by money, power, or just like a really reliably good top. Wow. That's a lot of information. A lot of... I'm really getting my education today. Oh, here. honey, yeah. I'm about to take you to church <laughs> and then take you to the education school. Education center. We can't legally call them schools. anyway um yeah i mean (laughs) we're never gonna talk about yeah 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 yeah. so sister act sister Um, act so yeah she um the so then when it flashes to her as the um the low night lounge singer um she's doing all these classic numbers from mainly i want to say the 60s 70s yeah Definitely the 60s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like the yeah. Supremes and such. Yeah, and she's really, she seems dead inside. No one cares about her act. She no, seems yeah, unhappy. Yeah, yeah. She's unhappy with Vince because Vince won't leave um, his wife for her, even though he, like, kind of uh, dangles that idea in front of her. Oh, yeah. Um, and Vince... He never actually does it. Right, which is classic, you know... In a like, you're in a relationship with someone who's already in a relationship, like you know, stringing you along. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do it now, or like the time isn't right. I think he says something to the effect of, um, "If I get divorced, I'll like be like damned in the eyes of the Lord and like burn in hell." And he's like, "I can't do it." You know, the priest said it, um, which is already setting up the religious overtones of this film. Yeah, so I think the 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 straw that broke the camel's back for Dolores was the fact that uh, Vince had the gall to gift her this beautiful purple mink jacket, but it was uh, emblazoned with his wife's, or monogrammed with his wife's name. Which, like, dude, and, how did you think that was going to work? You know what I mean? Right. Um, before? I guess he was just, like, before, racist. Right. Yeah, he's probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he is. Um, a lot of Italian people are. Uh, yeah. But before we leave this opening scene and number, there was a moment where her two backup singers, um, 
in during the number, she's saying like like you know I will follow him wherever he goes, and there's just the one scene where like the backup singers say I love him, I love him, and something to the effect of like she they they like kind of like ask her a question, but in a very like screechy badgery like Raveny <laughs> way, and I was like oh that's me and you. Yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely us. <laughs> <laughs> I really saw us in that moment, and I was like, oh, wow. I'll have to go back and watch it, because I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but I love references to me, and, like, <laughs> I'm very <laughs> I'm very self-indulgent and, like, invested in, like, hearing more of me. Right, you know? yeah, yeah, that's why we have a podcast, <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> that we're too narcissistic to even edit down. We're like, this we're, is our goal. We're. Let's not pluralize this what? vanity project, madam. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Are you saying... This is... What? This counts as community service for me. <laughs> for me? For me. I get two hours oh, okay. a week for this. Because, you know, because I'm helping... Because you're entertaining me. Yeah, you know. Or the, the masses. You, specifically, you know. <laughs> otherwise known Shut as individuals up. with... Yeah, you know what? Let's just continue. <laughs> wow, that's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> it was, it was. I'm sorry. I really took it, anyway, I really took it to a dark place there. It's okay. So, um, Dolores anyway, so, sees yes. um, our boy Vince, the quintessential Italian monster... Murder a guy. I think it was his limo driver. Because his limo driver yeah. was a snitch. Yes, or something. Yeah, something to the effect of that. Yeah, and, like, listen, you know, real listen, mob shit. Some real mob shit. And listen, like, what I'm going to say is, Dolores, you know, in, after she sees him shoot him, she's like, oh, like, you know, why did the, he had to go kill his limo driver? Like, come on. Like, yeah, maybe he took a wrong turn. And I think the information that Dolores isn't aware of is that he was a snitch. And he went into that police station, and he was there for three hours, as opposed to Johnny and Vinny were in and out in 20 minutes. So, yeah, obviously, like, I'm not saying the guy deserved to die, but there are consequences for ad- actions. And some of those consequences yeah, snitches are... snitches get stitches. Yeah, bit, snitches get stitches. Or ditches. Yeah, bitch. Um, yeah, like, witches dig ditches alive, for snitches. <laughs> and witches. Well, no, 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 I said witches dig, dig ditches oh. for snitches. Oh, okay. Like, if you're a witch, like, you don't just give a snitch a stitch. You throw him in a ditch. Because he's dead. Right. <laughs> or you bury him alive, like I said. But anyway. Oh, sorry. I, I'm um, sorry to, I, I'm sorry I talked over your, um, alive burial suggestion. Murderous fantasizing. Yeah, exactly. It was better. It was a better um, idea. No, it's fine. I mean, you're only a mere mortal. You can't really, you know, come up with all the good ideas, right? You're just most of them. You're right, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so, yeah, Dolores, they see Dolores watching them murder this guy, and he sends his two goons after her. There's a whole chase throughout this building. But, yeah, Dolores flees the cops, and it's basically like, I saw Vince, whatever his last name, whack a guy. Vince, uh, like, you know, Muchicelli. <laughs> uh, Toblerone. <laughs> Toblerone. <laughs> Toblerone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vince Putinesca. Vince Multipucciano, you know what I mean? <laughs> Vincenzo Soprasata. That's like a style of like topping for your pizza. Oh wow! <laughs> Where you have like spicy, yeah, like spicy meats on top of your pizza. Wow, you learn something new every day. But anyway, this this cop is like, listen, we're gonna have you testify. We have a bunch of shit on him. Like, we want to get him in the slammer. Slam. Um, if you testify for him, like, we have to put you in protection for a couple months before your court date. And I'm putting you in a convent and because he'll never look there. It's like he's so sure of the idea, but also <laughs> enthused. Um, it, right? You really get the impression that he's doing it out of some sort of pleasure. And I'm not going to say sadistic, but I do think part of it is because he's like, oh, where can I put this Vegas 
lounge singer who <laughs> operates in some pretty seedy circles, how can I make her feel the most uncomfortable? And then also, how can I inflict a similar pain upon the people who are hosting her? <laughs> and he landed on a convent, and that was probably, I guess, if those were her his parameters, he chose nicely. Yeah, I mean, he could have also seen her as his morality project. Mm. Like, oh, I want to save this, like, um, misguided, uh, lecherous, I don't know, uh, you know. Yeah, he did have a very, like, condescending vibe, you know? It was very yeah. paternalistic. Yes. So he's... He believes this idea is, like, the best idea ever. Mother Superior, played by Maggie Smith, on the other hand, is not here for Oh, she ain't, she ain't got a time for this streetwalker up in her fucking cloister. Yeah. Um, the nun is like, you need to understand that you're not in a speakeasy. Um, and you must obey the rules. And... Whoopi is, like, in here about to light a cigarette and is wearing, it is... like, a mesh black top over a purple bra with, like, a fucking, like, pleather bustier over top. Right. Her, yeah. <laughs> Everything she's wearing is outrageous. And, obviously, I would, it's an assault on anyone's senses, <laughs> but I'm sure a nun's eyes are quite sensitive. Um, right. The smoking part, though, like, it was 1992. Come on, like, come on. Come on, get a bitch a break. Yeah, she's been through a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, someone's trying to whack her. Exactly. I do think people are, like, not that sympathetic to the fact that people are trying to murder her. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I do think that, like, doesn't get enough attention of the fact that, like, she's really in a pickle here. Like, everyone should just, like, chill the fuck out and maybe be nice about it. Yeah. Um... But they come to love her over time. But, mm. like, she really had to defy expectations. But... Yeah. Um, anyway. At the onset, the... Um, well, no, no, no. Throughout most of the movie, the, the, uh, the idea is that Mother Superior Maggie Smith is aware of what's going on. She knows why Whoopi is on her screen as. But the other nuns do not. And they no. believe, as they've been told by Maggie Smith, that she is Sister Mary Clarence, as already described as Sister Mary Claire, and she comes from a, <laughs> you know, esoteric-leaning convent where they do things a little bit differently, and... Yeah, they're progressive. They're progressive. And even before we get to the parts where Whoopi does her thing and, like, kind of gets them out of their uh, physical and metaphorical shells... Uh, groove. How, how she helps them get their groove. Right. Scott Bakula. Bakula. Exactly. Thank you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Before that even happens, we do hear a lot of dialogue about like Maggie Smith saying like it's not safe out there and like we have to like protect the nuns and da 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 da. And it was striking to me because like one, I don't even know if a convent like this existed in 1992. I do not think they exist like this anymore. Uh, particularly not in an urban center like San Francisco. But mm -hmm. You know, I imagined a, an order of nuns would already be doing a lot of work in the community and things of that nature, as opposed to holding themselves up in, I don't know, uh, an old building to, like, eat beans and stuff. Yeah, um, I guess that was kind of the point that was brought to Mother Superior's attention, like, the, their comment had become really stuffy and detached from, like, the real world and what was happening out of some, you know, very traditional notions of how austere you should be uh, in the service of the Lord or something. Um, she forgot how to really do the Lord's work, which is reaching out to the community, speaking their language, singing their songs to make propaganda more palatable. Yeah, you, one could say that she had lost her groove, but then Whoopi got her, her groove Scott Bakula. <laughs> yeah. And by extension, the, this is how the Catholic Church got its groove, groove Scott, Scott Bakula. Bakula. Um, <laughs> that's how that math works. Got it, got it, got it. Um, but before anyone's get their, anyone got their groove Scott Bakula, uh, we, <laughs> the, like, the main 
kind of, you know, comedic driver throughout the first, maybe like third of the movie is Whoopi being very, you know, stranger in a strange land in this convent, which, you know, makes sense. She is an outspoken lady of the night, if you will, and these are mm-hmm. reserved women of the daytimes, and <laughs> they're going to clash. And obviously, like, you know, these nuns get up at fucking five in the morning and shit. Uh, which yeah. Whoopi does say as one of the nuns is waking her up at five. She's like, are you kidding me? I went to sleep 20 minutes ago. And <laughs> I feel that so hard. <laughs> yeah, and um, Whoopi's sleeping in a cell. They all have cells. Right, they all I have think cells. that's what Mother Superior called it. Um, and they have to go to bed at nine. Um... At one point, like, Whoopi goes to a bar for some reason. I think... The, and a, bu- like, a couple of nuns follow her. Yeah, I think her rationale... And, listen, Whoopi Goldberg, in a habit, while not being a nun, even, you know, act like, her character's not a nun, is a little sacrilege props. But she really works the nun energy as she's walking into that bar. And she knows everyone's looking at her, and she's really having a fun mm-hmm. time pretending to be a nun. And I was here for that. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to pretend to be a nun. Exactly. And just be, like, kind of subtly outrageous. Ex- and people being very confused. Yeah, and, like, you can get away with so much. And, like, everyone would be like, oh, you're just, like, a fun nun. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> a fun nun. I want to be a I want to be a fun nun. And also, are you aware of the television show, The Flying Nun? Yes. Um... I've never seen it. I'm aware of I've it. I've seen, like, maybe half an episode when I was, like, eight years old kind of thing. But even then, I was like, this is a concept for a television show? And uh, also, she flies? <laughs> Why is she flying? Where does she have to go so fast? <laughs> True. True. Not wrong. Um, one thing about nuns... That I feel needs to be said because, uh, as you are aware, I live in a fantasy world of my own creation. And mm-hmm. in that world, I much more see nuns as, like, like the hand of the Lord. And by that I mean the, like, part of the church that enforces things. And I mean by things like battling demonic creatures, uh, you know, preventing the rebirth. Eating children with... With rulers, um, you know, preventing various uh, catechismic cataclysms, and that is a cataclysm (laughs) involving the catechism, uh, (laughs) which is just really funny to say. Fun to say, I should say. Um, And yeah, and with that, I I envision, like, you know, the ruler is much more just, you know, the uh, the modern-day appropriation for what nuns use to, like, battle evil creatures. There's, like, long, right. like, rosaries that, like, are, I don't know, I feel like it goes, like, it can go around your waist four times. They must use that for some sort of, like, uh, uh, ensnaring of enemies or scaling buildings. Uh, yeah, they're definitely on the front lines in the fight against the devil. Exactly, because if it's not women holding it down, it's not the men of the church, because, come on. No, because they're too busy fucking little boys. You said it, not me. I was thinking it, but <laughs> anyway, you said it. We all know it's true. Mm. Anyway, so, yeah. Whoopi um, takes them to bars, and she's slowly getting them to open up. Like, Sister Mary Roberts, who is a really meek... I don't know what you called her. Like A, a mouse. She was very mousy. A mouse. She's very mousy. Which, okay, also another thing about her, why does she get to wear her bangs out and gets to wear a form-fitting dress while the others are wearing those unflattering penguin sets? I think because, like, she wasn't, like, full nun status yet, but I could be wrong. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Just asking. Um, why, like, is it because she's more attractive? Is I don't she, know. though? Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Legendary legend star, maybe. Uh... <laughs> And this bar scene is also where we kind of establish, like, the other nuns are, like, into stuff that Sister Mary Claire is also into because she goes to the bar to, like, listen to music because she's not allowed music in this fucking prison that she's in. And um, she's, like, listening to some tunes and uh, our girl Najimi, Najimi, whatever her name is, plays 
I don't know, a song, and she's really grooving and having a good time. And I think, like, the scene after, like, maybe a couple scenes before, we also learned there's a choir, and the choir's terrible. The choir is fucking awful. Like, they're off beat, they're off note, they're off pitch. They are, they don't understand their roles. The Sister Lazarus, is that her name? Mary, Sister Mary Lazarus. That's a really fun, I think it is. And, like, Lazarus <laughs> is a hilarious name to give anybody. Uh... Particularly because, like, they're most famous from dying and then coming back from the dead. Oh, wow. Um, well, this woman... She's on the she's on the verge. Like, she... <laughs> <laughs> so it's fitting, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and she didn't have a sense of music at all, and then I guess the nuns all want Whoopi to take over because they know she's a singer. It was even Mother Superior's idea to get her involved in the choir. Right. She's like, look, like, you're a terrible influence on them. You can't seem to get this god shit right. Like, you don't know how to, you know, do your penance. You can't pray. Like, just can't pray for shit. Lately. Um, so just, <laughs> How, you're, you're involved in the choir now. Yeah, I think she was doing it much more as a punishment, like, oh, okay, like, yeah, you know, you're really fucking around over here, but I'm gonna put you in the choir to make your life even worse. But, she, Whoopi, um, you know, kind of asserts herself a little bit as her character would, I imagine. She's a, a strong personality. And kind of comes in there, and I do give her credit because she's talking to Mr. S- uh, Sister Lazarus there, Sister uh, on the verge of death, and um, <laughs> she kind of plays to her own like you don't you, like you enjoy the authority of having the choir, so I'm gonna really include you in this betterment project that I have going on, and she slowly is like, hey, like listen, like I know you know your shit, but these ladies don't know their shit, and for them to get their shit on our level. They got us to practice. So, like, can you get into the yeah. practice? Like, I tell them to however many times a week. Um, great delegation and great manipulation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She really runs it. She comes in, like, knowing, able to identify exactly all of the issues with the choir. You know, you're singing in a range that you don't, you're, you're singing as a soprano, but that's not your range. Sing something else. Like, you know, we have to work on breathing and harmonizing and all this stuff. And, they fucking slay. Oh, like their okay. debut. Okay, so like, can we just talk about the debut like number for a while because it's really good. Yeah, it's so good. It's really good. Um, like with the part, you know, like I think maybe my favorite part was when they go like, like uh, Santos, Santos, Dominus. Uh, <laughs> it's a good part. It's a really good part. Yeah, I mean. They were clapping, they had some spice, they were dancing a little bit, and I'm like, whoa, this is very Protestant. Like, this is very Baptist. It's very Baptist. Um, and so, this is actually, you know, something I wanted to discuss with you, in that we've already kind of talked about there's, like, obvious weird racial divides and uh, segregation, let's say, in this movie when it comes to the depictions of certain lifestyles and the like. Um, yeah. But Whoopi is essentially infusing these Catholic songs with a more Baptist kind of style. And mm-hmm. obviously to very, very good effect. And it works out well for them. It's so brilliant. It's really good. But it's all, I mean, it. I guess I am looking at it, it's like almost like a reverse white savior, but also these, you know, white nuns kind of taking black culture and using it for their own benefit? Yeah, it's called the Magical Negro. Right, Magical Negro. Trope. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's what it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, have you ever watched The Legend of Bagger Vance? No, I haven't. Okay, I'm not saying watch the movie because it stars Matt Damon and it's about golf. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that sounds like the worst movie Listen, of all time. But Will Smith is also, like, the most magical of all Negroes. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> it's true. Because at one point he looks at the sky, he's like, I don't know, chatting with Matt Damon about golf on a porch. And, um, he, they look at the sky and Will Smith's like, oh, got some rain coming. And Matt Damon's like, the sky's clear, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh... Oh, you'll see. And then, of course, it cuts to, like, you know, 12 hours later and it's a bunch of rain. And 
Right. You never really learn, like, what is the deal with Will Smith in that movie? Is he a ghost? Is he not a ghost? Right, because... I don't know. Black people, they, like, don't really exist. They, they exist partially... We exist partially in the shadow realm where maybe we don't understand, you know, science or or facts or like numbers, but we uh, we are very intuitive. Right, intuitive and one with the with nature. Spirits. Yeah, 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 yeah. For we may sure. or may not all be uh, witch doctors. Um, <laughs> or shamans. Could be a shaman. Right. But there's a little something otherworldly about us that <laughs> white people can't really tap into oh, except when they exploit our power exactly. for their own ends. Exactly. And then yeah. it's all ours from there, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that sounds like a horrible movie. Yeah, we're all black people living in the shadow realm. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Damon is just out here playing golf. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I mean... I mean, when you when you bring the Matt Damon and all, it's like, is it really that different? I think yeah. Matt Damon thinks black people live in the shadow realm or <laughs> largely inhabit. Like, I think he's conscious of the fact that black people can enter the physical realm, but I think he assumes the shadow realm for the most part. Yeah, it's like those people who, so you know, the Maasai, the tribe, the Maasai. Yes. Um. So I was coming back from Tanzania and this, like, white British man who had gone to Tanzania to, like, you know, go to the Maasai Mara and take pictures on a safari. He was like, the Maasai are, like, truly a beautiful people. Very noble. Very noble. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so beautiful and tall and how they stand on the, the horizon of the savannah oh. with their canes as they stand and I watch them and appreciate their their beautiful objectivity you know yeah i mean that's that's i mean listen that's just that's creepy that's just really creepy <laughs> watching people as they like, stand listen that's creepy no matter where you are i mean i extrapolated that but it's like the people no like yeah, the yeah, people yeah from get out you know the type of white of course who go to africa and collect masks and all this tribal art of course of and course. like surround themselves with it and like pictures of starving children from africa yeah 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 yeah. no of course of course like the fetish fetishization of another culture uh not even fetish not necessarily even fetishizing but um uh to a degree tokenizing like objectification yeah 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 yeah, yeah token yeah um, but anyway, so yeah, Whoopi um, is definitely magical knee-growing it up in the house. She is, um, but, but she's... To great effect. To great effect. Like, it's super effective. And I will say she's a little bit more of a nuanced magical negro than we necessarily usually get, if only for the fact yeah. that she is the main character. Yeah, and it's we see an internal transformation in her as well. And she gets super involved in this choir, super dedicated to it. Comes up with some really great numbers, oh. like the one where they take that song "My God." Oh, and like, that's they do "My God." That's instead. I think they don't they do. I think they keep saying "My Guy." I don't think they change it to "My God." No, they say nothing you can do can keep me from you or something. Uh, from my God. Did they say like, God? I thought they just said "Guy," but like referencing like we're obviously we mean the Lord, but when we say "God." I'm pretty sure they changed it to my God, oh. but either way, it was like we got who they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, right? we understood it. Was it. So cute. It's, it's it was so cute. That's how I know that song. Like that's the first time I heard it when I was like four years old watching this movie. So that is my original my guy. You know what I mean? And it's some good shit. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, and yeah, Whoopi convinces them to like take it to the streets and get involved in the community. Like one nun is fixing a car for some Oh, reason. and then she gets squirted with oil. And it's a little phallic, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, she's like, oh, I've never been squirted in the face with anything before, but it feels good, I like it. Um, right? she does not say that. <laughs> she does not say that for the record, but wish she did. Yeah, she she was thinking. She was definitely thinking. And there are a few moments throughout the movie where it's like, oh yeah, the nuns discover something like a little bit, you know, off uh, on the edges, and they're into it. Uh, Cause 
Yeah, like gambling. Like gambling, exactly. Um, but before they even get into the communita, um, Maggie Smith, after she sees what she deems as a sacrilegious uh, affront to the Lord of the integration of various musical styles with Catholic hymns, um, she's ready to, like, you know, shut the whole project down. And I really do like the priest's move here. Because he's listening to the whole conversation that, like, Maggie Smith is having with Whoopi Goldberg in the other, in, from the other room. And he just bursts in, pretends like he didn't hear a thing, says to, like, Maggie Smith, like, oh, you did such an amazing job. And, like, oh, my God, the children were literally pulled off of the streets. Which is true, because via the power of music, these... I don't know, uh, children, these rough looking children are like, oh wow, let's go into this church now. Uh, yeah. Which is, it, it was pretty fucking comical. But um, then he also says, and oh my god, like the collection plate, it was so full, we haven't seen that in forever. Like, you know, Sister Superior Maggie Smith, like you've really outdone yourself and we need to have this regularly, otherwise we'll go broke. And he really puts her in the position of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want this to continue, and you're going to make it happen. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they're, like you said, they're given permission to continue with it. Um, and and this choir is slowly or quickly building momentum and gaining traction in the media. And um, Not to be confused with Tyler Perry's social media. No, no, not It's yet. 1992. It's We're talking about legacy media over here. But anyways... Anyway, um, so yeah, Whoopi like is uh, appears on TV as a nun, and the cop was like, "Yo, that's really fucking stupid." Thankfully, Vince just missed it by a hair. No, but doesn't Vince um, see but it? But because his, his wife points it out. I thought he didn't turn around to look. Something ha- honestly but... during that scene, I was a little transfixed by Vince's all red mobster loungewear. <laughs> it was such a good look, dude. <laughs> Like, I don't really remember what it was, but I feel like it was, like, red Adidas pants, red suspenders, and, like, a red pinstripe shirt. And he, it looked great. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it was a lot. I don't remember it, but, yeah, there was a lot happening in that scene. Um, did he look? I don't know. But regardless, he does find out somehow. Oh, because there's, there's a leak. Uh, yeah, there's a leak at the cop place. <laughs> Whatever. There's a, I'm sure there's a word for that, but it's not. It's not um, on my screen notes. Uh, yeah, like the police station. <laughs> whatever. Cop center. Um. <laughs> the copaganda machine. Um. Yeah, the copaganda. The. Anyway. Um. But yeah, they, they catch wind of where she is, and in in the midst of all of this. They hear that the Pope is interested in coming to see them perform. Right, 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 right. And um, that's a big deal in the old uh, Church of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's the biggest deal ever. There's another like kind of hiccup with Mother Superior, who was like, "I think we should do something more traditional for the Pope. Like this calls for something more austere and depressing that everyone will slit their wrists to or like fall asleep mm-hmm. to." Classic Catholic. Um. But then she was outvoted by, like, literally everyone else. Right. Um, who's like, obviously we need to do this because the Pope clearly wants to come because of how fucking sick we exactly. are. Exactly. Don't you know how sickening we is? <laughs> He's going to quake in his boots, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to eat him. We're going to eat him up. No crumbs left on the floor. <laughs> um, but there's... A little snafu because, you know, the mobsters touch down in San Francisco. Or do they go to... I know, I think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they come. Yeah. They find her at the convent. Yeah. And the police officer comes at the same time to rescue Whoopi. But she's like, I don't want to be rescued. I want to stay with my sisters and, like, make cool music and whatever. But he's like, you're an idiot. You're going to die. Mm. And then Vince's goons come. They scoop her up. Um, Goon scoop. And Classic goon goon scoop. Um, and then take her back to Reno. Um, yeah, and the nuns follow her in a in a helicopter, which I don't think that many nuns can fit. Zero percent, but like I do that. enjoy their <laughs> method of getting to the. Um, 
I enjoy their method of guilting the helicopter driver into doing their bidding. How do they do it again? They're basically, because he's basically like, oh, no, there's no way I'm doing that. It makes no sense. And, like, the charge is something that you cannot afford. And they're like, oh, well, please, Lord, you know, have mercy on this soul who had no mercy on our own. And may no issues occur while he's traveling through your harsh skies that we would not wish upon him, but he would wish upon us because he's a bad person. Uh, it was stuff like that, and it was really good. Yeah, the nuns really know how to work that nun. Oh, dude, I, I mean, it. Catholic guilt, nuns invented it. Um, this movie, I think, is Catholic propaganda because it made me want to be a nun. I was like, yo, being a nun looks so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I get to wear this outfit and, like, gallivant and then sing. Hey, yeah, yeah, really yeah. Great cover. Right, 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 and right. Cute That's true. And guilt people. And guilt people, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Um, I think the listener deserves, if they were there, deserves to hear <laughs> how you robbed me of the experience of looking like a uh, Protestant, uh, pra- uh, no, I think a Catholic priest also wear the white collar thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, person who may not may or may not be actually listening like an hour into this fucking Sister Rock podcast, um, at one point, myself and Hakuna Matitis, we were, we were maybe like 19 at the time. So yeah, we were... Not ready for anything. Exactly. And I t- wore, or I tried on a shirt at this, like, goth store that essentially was, like, a black button-down shirt, but it included this, like, collar element that made it look like you were a priest. And... Yes. I was, like, a little jazzed on it, but my, I guess, even-keeled sensible <laughs> friend Hakuna Matitis was like, oh no, you can't buy that. Um, and in my, <laughs> you know, uh, stupidity, youthful stupidity, I was like, oh, you're right. And I can truly say I've never regretted a decision more than not buying that shirt because that would have been a dope piece of outfit to wear whatever's. You should definitely buy one, and I'm sure you could on Amazon very easily. And there are other golf stores where I'm sure you could find something like that. Uh, well, you know what? That's not gonna happen. Also, um, the store <laughs> that we went into, Diabolique, it moved. Did it? Yeah, yeah. It's not by Montreal anymore. It's like I, I want to say it was on Saint Denis when I was in Montreal not longer. What a great loss. Yeah, but it's still there though. Um. They had a shirt out front that said, I put the fun in funeral. Oh, that's good. <laughs> right? I was like, who the fuck would wear that shirt? That's really funny, though. <laughs> but it's so funny. Um, anyway, I love that shit. I, I eat it up. Exactly. Um, um, so... Obviously, Dolores doesn't get whacked. Right. Like, I'm just going to spill the beans here. She doesn't get whacked. We've literally been talking Um, as long as the movie. I don't think we're spilling any beans. (laughs) So, Anyway, to wrap it up a little bit, um, yeah, she, she doesn't get whacked, and they're, like, they're all, there's a standoff in the, the Reno casino where the nuns, the cop, and the, the goons were all chasing after each other and Dolores. And and the Catholic goons, the Italian goons, like, felt too bad to kill her because they're like, well, yeah, but I'm a Catholic. Right, so you were, yeah, um, they were Italian Catholic goons. Right. And they're like, we can't do it, we can't do it. And Vince ends up getting caught um, and the nuns get to return to perform for the Pope. Right, so, like, yeah, Vince gets caught because right before he's, like, gonna maybe shoot Dolores, he gets shot by a lieutenant, whatever his name is, and is stopped, and Whoopi has this line where she says, oh, I'm glad you're a better shot than you are a protector, and I was like, oh, classic cop. Whoo! Yeah. That was a good, it's a good line. And I don't think it was, like, really meant that way, but... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the nuns saved the day. Whoopi saved the day. The cops saved the day. And, above all, God God really the day. did have a hand in most of it. 
Because also we and get... The Pope. And the Pope, obviously, by extension. Um, because when Whoopi is also, like, you know, captured, she does give off, like, mad nun vibes. She's like, you know, I forgive mm-hmm. you, and you really get the impression that she's changed as a person. No, but she was just using it to manipulate. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, like, classic nun. Right. Yeah, 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 of course. So she has changed into, like, a manipulative, like, kind of cunty nun. Yeah. Um, love it. Love it. Love it. Love to see it. <laughs> Obsessed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went to a dance class the other day, and, it, like, all of these, all of the instructors are, like, the gayest, either the gayest, most obnoxious people, or, like, these men, or, like, the like, most obnoxious, like, girl version of right. that. okay. Like, oh, my God, like, guys, like, I'm, like, so blah, blah, blah. And then, like, he, what the guy was, like, how are you, like, how is everyone? How was that? And I was, like, it's fine. And he's, like, fine, obsessed. <laughs> I am, like, obsessed like, with the really... It's, like, are you? Why? I'm like I kind of hate you. So oh, like, I kind of like exactly, it. exactly. That's yeah, yeah. That's the quintessential gay contradiction where it's like, oh, you're insufferable, but like work, right? Like the audacity, mama. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just yeah. Fine, obsessed. It's so that's funny, really funny. Yeah, obsessed. That's gonna be my new mm-hmm. thing. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, Sister Act, great movie. I want to watch it all the live long day. Have you um, seen Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit? Or Sister Act 3, <laughs> Good Habits Die Hard? Is that really That's one? not really one. It's just my envision as the Die Hard Sister Act crossover. Um, I love it. I haven't seen Sister Act 2, but... Um, I think Alicia Keys is also in that I movie. will. Wow. Is she a nun? No, I think she plays like a youth, a troubled youth. Oh, love that. Yeah. More nag- magical Negro shit. <laughs> magical Catholic power God stuff as well. Yeah, no, 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 of course, of course, of course, of course. The heavy, the heavy-handed hand of God. Yes, he's gonna smack you right upside the head with that shit. Um, but yeah, anyway, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of gem girls podcast redux the immortal immortal fremities for forever and ever immortal Uh, anemones actually (laughs) immortal anemones uh uh anyway so if you liked what you heard check us out on social media if we ever get there honestly we cannot Uh, log into our twitter account so (laughs) so don't go there and elon musk owns that shit anyway don't go yeah but where else do they Um, go you don't post on Instagram. Uh, our website, gemgirls.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go, just go straight to the source. Yeah, it's true. Go straight to the source, gemgirls.com. And also, um, while you're changing from podcasts, when you're changing from this episode to the episode you haven't listened to yet, maybe, like, <laughs> you're just listening to the most recent one and you want to go back into the archives and, like, listen to that old school Gem Girls shit... While you're doing that, just make sure to also rate and review us. And by rate and review us, I also mean five stars and a positive review because that is the podcast poll. And if you are a new listener, listening to this as your first episode because Sister Act is such a a cultural phenomenon right now. And why wouldn't that be the entry point? Uh, (laughs) By pod poll, I mean podcast policy. Right. And it's relevant by virtue of us talking about it because we set the bar for, you know, social commentary we honestly really do like we're the undercurrent that the overcurrent of you know the general uh pop culture really is affected by like you know we're right like there's the wave and then there's the wave makers right and we are the wave yeah, makers exactly. we're like we're like a waiting what are those wave pools and like indoor balls or you know what i mean no <laughs> I really don't. There are pools that have like that generate waves. Anyway, wave this is pool? not important. <laughs> this is zero percent important. <laughs> All you gotta do is give us a yeah, good review and five stars, and tell your friends or maybe don't because we want to keep this shit on the DL because we say some <laughs> very bad things. 
Uh, but anyway, until next time, stay, stay out outrageous. Did you? All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I am I am weary.